This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. If you're new to the show, welcome. And if you'd like more information about me and my business, my number is 719-210-4242. Always free to give Chris and I a call to ask questions or schedule a in-person or virtual appointment. And definitely visit our website at www.nolanfinancialpartners.com. And while you're at the website, be sure to click on the radio page because there you can check out past shows. We record all of these. We do lots of educational topics from Medicare to 401ks to TSPs to insurance. Kind of if it's a financial topic, we've talked about it. And while you're there, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So again, please don't hesitate to reach out to Chris and I at 719-210-4242 to schedule your in-person or online discussion. So we are going to be talking today about time horizons, and it's going to be pretty interesting. But before we jump into that, I wanted to say hello to my awesome co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show today, Tara. I'm just excited to be here. It's fun to have you back. I have been having fun doing some shows with Chris, but I I like it that we get both of you on the show. It's awesome. And I know you've been really busy. I've been busy between family stuff over the holidays and then traveling for work. And then, of course, I traveled. I went to a big financial conference and traveling on a packed plane. When I got home, I had the flu, a bad case of it. So, oh boy. Yeah. So I was out for like a week and I haven't been that sick in a long time, but uh, I feel great now. That's over and I didn't get COVID. So that was good. But I've been, other than that, I'm great. Things are going good. I can't believe how fast the year's going. But how about you now? What have you been doing? I know I recorded uh, last week with Chris. Where have you been? Uh, you've been busy, haven't you? Well, I'm, I'm really excited, Tony, because we were getting into the phase. You know, we launched the book in March and now I'm doing the audio version of the book. And, awesome. I'm, uh, you know, for everyone out there listening, Tony is going to be my editor for the audio version. So not only the radio show, but he's going to be my partner in crime and getting the audio version of the book out there. <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I know you've recorded all the audio now. I'll listen through that and go f- go through it for you and, and do the edits. I can't wait to hear it. And it's going to be great to have an audio book version. That'll be awesome. I, I have the the paper version. I've went through it and earmarked a bunch of chapters and notes in there. So it'll be fun seeing how the audiobook turns out and our listeners who are more into audiobooks than maybe print books. A lot of people don't have time to read print books or, or the advantages. So they listen to audiobooks. I know I listen to a lot of audiobooks. And then the funny thing, Tony, though, is I'm going to have to go back and listen to it just to make sure I didn't miss anything. And oh, yeah. I always find that part a little cringeworthy. And I want to say, does everybody know what I sound like? Yeah. People, (laughs) most people do not like listening to the sound of their own voice when it's recorded because it sounds way different than it does when you talk. You're hearing yourself inside your own head. It's different. So, yeah, it's completely different. That's why a lot of people have that reaction. Of course, I've been accused of loving the sound of my own voice, but that's a whole other matter, isn't it? (laughs) 
So, Tony, we're going to get into um, time horizons. And today's one of those topics where I think it's really good to take a little mystery because everybody hears about when you're investing, about your time horizons. And and, and I think we're going to get into a little bit of why it matters and, you know, demystify it a little bit. You know, horizons, it's a great uh, visual because, you know, on a warm summer night, you can look out on the horizon and see what kind of storms are rolling in. And, you know, as a pilot, your horizon is your life. You want to keep that visual horizon when you can. And when you're not, you're on the instruments. And it's about keeping those wings level with the horizon. And I love it's, that. It's a great analogy for your financial horizon is you want to be able to look out. And I almost think it's kind of like, you know, we have short, medium and long term horizons. And I can equate those to short, medium and long term goals. So sure. you want to look out and you have your goal. But when you're looking out on that horizon and, you know, I'm, I'm visualizing like you're looking out there. You want to make sure there's alignment that like what you think your goal is, is that jiving with what you're doing with your money? Because that's the problem, right? Is when you have this plan of something you're trying to do, like save up to buy a house or maybe save up for college, but you're not taking the actions that are going to get you there. And and so that's that's what we want to get into a little bit. Yeah, I I think that's really important. I like that uh, time horizon. And as a pilot, you're well aware of the horizon and the importance of the (laughs) the horizon, right? Right. Keeping track of that. Absolutely. That's that's one of the first things you have to learn is about keeping that. It's very uncomfortable when you start transitioning from visual flying to instrument flying and you can't look outside. You don't realize how much in that peripheral vision that keeps you level. Yeah, level exactly. level and safe. And it's it's exactly like that for your financial planning is being aware of your financial horizon. Make sure that you're staying level and safe and on track to reach your goals. Yeah, exactly. And I like that how you equated uh, different uh, horizons uh, to different goals. You have different time horizons and different goals set for next year, 10 years out, retirement. Uh, that makes perfect sense. I, I really think so. And and when it comes to moving forward with your financial strategy, it's important to define those goals. And I know that's what you're going to help us do. And that's what you help your listeners do. Uh, but um, I think that's really, really important. And I think, um, you know, Franklin Roosevelt had a quote that I, I heard years ago. Uh, he said, we always have held to the hope, the belief, the conviction that are, there is a better life, a better world beyond the horizon. Well, only if you have a good plan in place will you get there, though, right? And that surely makes it better, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just, exactly. Just hoping and crossing your fingers works out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I had a story that I wanted to share, Tony, that just to kind of kick us off that really gets into this. And, you know, so with investments, you know, I like to have that balance. And I talk about it in my book, Money Moves, about I call it the red and green, the safe, the unsafe, the money that's at mar- at risk, like in the market or maybe in real estate versus safe money that's in something guaranteed, like um, even a bank account or an annuity or insurance. And when we get into time horizons, it really kind of gets into this notion about the, the market. And, you know, if you read in my book, I do talk about historically the stock market gives a 10% rate of return. And that's awesome. Who doesn't want 10%? But here's the thing, Tony. Yeah, true. Is there any way to guarantee you're going to earn 10% this year, this quarter? No. Right? Nope. And long, t- long term, you can look at past performance and say the market will return this much uh, over this many years if you have that many years. But you, no one can predict the market or has a crystal ball and there's no way, especially short term, to know what your returns will be. 
And, and I have an example in the book because I really like people to be able to work through it with pen and paper in addition to hearing about it. But essentially, it's really interesting. I just took a snapshot of a 10-year period of the market and had someone invest. And Tony, they just kicked butt. They made a bunch of money. But just for education purposes, I took that same 10-year period and flipped it and went bottom to top instead of top to bottom. And it started out with a couple down years. And Tony, they made like a third of the money just because of the timing. And that's the, that's the rub with the market is we know historically it does per 10%. And depending when you get in, it can be amazing and you think you're a genius or you can get in and the market takes a drop and, and, and you're just like, the market sucks. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's really frustrating because the market just is what it is. Yeah, it, it is what it is. It's not good or bad. It goes up and it goes down. Yep. And the, the challenge is you don't know where you're going to get in on it. So I had this client come in and, uh, you know, we were looking at all of his stuff. And one of the big things I like to do with people is make sure that their money's working for them. So especially when I see people that have money just sitting in a bank account that they're not using, but it's just sitting there. And, and I Googled it like right now, banks are still paying 0.01%. So... Just to give you a flavor for that, if you had $100,000 in the market earning 0.01% in 10 years, you would have earned $100. Ouch. Ouch, right? Yeah. And so this client, he had about $50,000 that was just sitting in a bank account. And I said, you know, we could put that money to work for you. And because you have that money in a bank account, I'm assuming you're pretty conservative. So right. I said, well, you know, on the scale, you know, my favorite thing is to ask people on a scale of stuffing it under your mattress to investing in cryptocurrency, where do you fall? <laughs> yeah, you, you hopefully, hopefully neither of those ends. Hopefully right. <laughs> somewhere in the middle, I would hope. But, but uh, this guy was and working with a balanced, uh, a balanced uh, portfolio and uh, a financial services professional. Right. Right. But this guy was definitely more towards the stuffing under your mattress. So I said, let's look, let's look at some insurance products, you know, like maybe an annuity or maybe some kind of um, whole life insurance, something where you're going to be guaranteed not to lose any money. And so we went through that and it, it can be a little underwhelming to look at three or four percent. It's it doesn't doesn't get the juices flowing. Right. Because aren't people motivated by fear or greed? And, uh, you know, yeah. just looking Those at are the small... two things that motivate people all yeah. the time, fear and greed. Right. Those are the biggest motivators when it comes right. to our finances. And so as part part of our education process, he's like, well, you know, I know you do stuff in the markets so show me some of that. So I kind of walked him through and did some examples and. You know, I picked snapshots and said, you know, here's a, a period where the market just did gangbusters. I said, but, you know, we take the same period from like the 2000s and it doesn't do well. And it gets really hard, Tony, because you can look at that. But when you look at a period of the market where it does well, that's exciting. And you go, that one, I picked that one. <laughs> and and I had to explain. I was like, well, you know, that's great. But we just we don't know if you're going to get that period of the market. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, the thing. I got him all ready for the for the annuity paperwork. And he was just like, nope, I want the market. And I said, I really don't think that's going to fit with your personality. Nope, that's what I want. And I said, well, this is kind of against financial advice based on what I understand about you. But, you know, it's your money. We're going to do what you want to do. Tony, we moved the money in. The market dropped right away. And then it was starting to come up. And Tony, he left it in there eight months and then he came to me and he was just so frustrated. He's like, this isn't working. If I would have had my money in this fund over here instead of this fund, 
I would have made a bunch more money. And the visual I want everyone to have is like, think about like a checkerboard. And yeah. there's just all these different funds. There could be USAA and, and um, Apple and, and IBM and Coca-Cola and all these different companies, right? And in any given period, you could go, well, this one was the one we should have picked. Well, again, if I had a crystal ball, sure. <laughs> and so he was just, he was just so mad. He's like, well, you should have put me in this. I'm like, well, I would have, if I'd have known that that was going to be the winner this quarter, but long story short, probably too late for that. Um, he, he pulled his money out at a loss and, you know, and then the thing was, Tony, if he'd have left it in there for another two months, it went right back up and he would have made money. Yeah. <laughs> but in that case, he didn't do even, you know, the short time horizon is five years in the market. He didn't even give it a full year. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate when the market is risky and you definitely don't necessarily want to have 100 percent of your money in the market unless you're young or your time horizon indicates that or, you know, but obviously uh, you need some money in there and. Um, you need that growth, but it, it's got to be for long term. If it's in the market, you can't. If it's money you need next year, you probably shouldn't invest it all in the market, right? And, and he didn't need the money. This wasn't life changing money for him. But I, it was just unfortunate that um, his he kind of dipped his toe in the water, but he didn't really listen when we talked about if you're going to be in the market, you really need a minimum of five years because again, it's that thing. The market goes up and down and you don't know exactly where you're going to hit it when you start. And if you don't give it at least five years, if it's gone down at all, when you start, you're not going to come out ahead. And so this is, I think where people get frustrated with, with the market and the, the answer, it depends, right? Because isn't that always part of one of my answers? Well, it depends. Yeah. It and depends. Yeah. It's just the reality of you have to understand how each tool works. And so the market is a great tool, especially like for your 401ks. When, you know, when you're working for 30 years, you just let that money, you keep putting money in and you let it go up and down. And then it becomes more critical as you get closer to retirement where you're going to start spending that money. And so if you have any picture in your head, you know, just thinking about money that you think that you're going to want to spend you probably don't want to have it in the market close to the time when you're going to want to spend it because I don't have a crystal ball. It could be up, it could be down. And if it's down, that's really not the time you want to touch it. That's when you want to leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, and obviously when it's down, that's a good time to maybe get in. Depends on your right. situation. Everybody's situation is different and you're not going to make recommendations on that without looking at their overall picture, meeting with them, and really working with them to make sure they're making a decision that's right for them and that they make the decision. But people need to understand uh, that time horizon affects these things. And, and uh, I think that's a great point. Um, when it comes to, obviously, um, long-term horizons versus short-term horizons, maybe go into that a little bit. Right. So that's a great one. So a longer-term horizon is kind of thinking about like your retirement account. So, you know, you're starting at work in your 30s or 40s and you're going to retire around 65. So that's a long time horizon. So that's a perfect time to be in the market because you're going to have a lot of time for the market to go up and to go down. And you're going to reach closer to that average historical performance of 10 years. And like you said, you know, with the market since the very inception of it, you want to buy low and sell high. 
And so when you're in a 401k or, you know, some kind of retirement account in the market over that long period of time, you're going to have a lot of those times when you're putting money in that are low and then that lets you buy more. And so then when it goes up, everything expands. And so yeah. that is like if, if the market is the ideal tool for that long term money that you say, you know what, I don't need this today. I don't. This is the money and its job is to be in the market to really keep up with inflation. This is the job of this money. And, and that's where you want to want to think about using that. You know, and just typically like stocks and bonds are what you do in the market. Stocks are usually considered riskier and then bonds tend to be a little less risky. So on a long time horizon, you can be a lot more aggressive because you have time to recover. And, and so the key when you're working with your financial services professional, Tony, is that you really want to understand, okay, A, if I'm in the market, why do I want to be in the market? What's the goal? If I'm going to be in the market, how long is it going to be before I need to touch that money? In the third part, Tony, we talk about this all the time. Money is much more emotion than math. What is going to be your response if the market drops? Are you going to be able to go, got it, we talked about this, it's okay, I've got a long time horizon, it'll come back up? Or are you going to be one of those people that just can't take it and you're going to pull your money out? Yeah. Yeah. That's if you're going to be that person, don't put it in to begin with. You just need to be in safe money options, I guess. Right. Is that what you're saying? You definitely do, Tony, because what I see with a lot of people is if you're the type when you watch, if you're watching the market every day and you're seeing it go down, you're seeing it go down and you just hit that point where you can't take it anymore. um, You pull the money out. So you've had a loss, first of all, right there. Right. Because you pulled your money out when it was low, which you shouldn't do. And then usually what happens historically about six to 18 months after a drop, the market goes back up. So what I see a lot of people do that react emotionally to the market is they pull it out. So that's their first loss. And then they miss the up because they had their money out and they were afraid, you know, they were on the sidelines and didn't know when to jump back in. So then they missed the upswing. So they really lost twice. And, and that's really frustrating. And I hate to see that for people. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's terrible. So, yeah. And if you if you do pull money out when it's down and then you stay out and it has a big recovery, like in every case, at least in past history, it has like in 2001, 2008, the Great Recession, you know, the the following three years were, you know, three years later, it set record highs 2020 because of covid it tanked and then it went to set record highs. But if you pull your money out and you don't aren't in for that growth back up, uh, then you're you just lost exponential amount of money. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you just I mean, that's a good way to wipe yourself out of a savings. So that's why you have to work with a financial trusted financial services professional like yourselves. I mean, I, I, you and Chris do this and you help your clients with this. And I just want to encourage our listeners, no matter who they work with, uh, you seek professional financial help to make these decisions. Correct. Right, Tony. And this is probably a good time that anyone who's kind of in this quandary, definitely reach out and give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. That's 719 719- Two one zero four two four two. Give us a call if you're having this question about, you know, I, I'm not sure where to put my money and how it aligns with my time horizon. Because, Tony, this is what it's all about. I think you make your money with your plan. 
that's where you really set yourself up for success. So anyone who's in the show at this point and kind of going, ah, maybe I'm wrestling with some of these decisions, definitely give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242 to set up that consultation to kind of talk about is the plan that you have actually aligned to get you where you're trying to go. And because right. that's what we love doing. And, um, you know, I thought, Tony, this might be a good time. I, I can't, there's no one size fits all for people, but let me kind of just give everybody an example of a short term, medium term and long term horizon. So let's just say if you're out there thinking uh, short term horizon, probably like three years or less, that's where you're going to want to think about probably more on closer to the mattress end of your spectrum, where you're going to look at maybe Um, I always hate to have people just put it in the bank because it's earns nothing. So CDs are a hair better and and some CDs can be as short as like one or three years. So that may work as a safe place to have your money while you're waiting for a very short term thing. We look at medium term. Medium term is like seven to 10 years. And so this becomes a place where if you really like have some money that you got to make sure you don't lose anything that can be a great place to, to throw it in like an annuity because you're going to get more earnings than a CD, but then you can set it for like a seven-year time period so that you can have access to it. And then if you're going to be 10 years or more, then that's where you definitely want to think about the market. You got to have growth. I mean, yeah, otherwise, to keep up with rising inflation and to really make sure uh, that you have enough when you do need it, you have to take advantage of growth at some point then, right? Absolutely. And so if you're going to have for the money that's going to be there for that 10 years or longer, I really like to have people have that balance in the the market because that's where you're going to get that because that's where you're going to keep up with inflation. And, you know, I talk about it in the book. People think that the market's going to make them rich. That's kind of a myth. The market doesn't make you rich. However, what the market does is give you that average of 10% growth, 6 to 10% so that you keep up with inflation so that you don't lose buying power with your money. Yeah, that's that's been hard too lately. And especially if it's money you're going to need in uh, retirement, you got to be able to keep up with inflation, right? You you have to. And and that's where the market becomes the best tool for that. And that's why, you know, I like to use the rule of 100. We talk about, you know, taking 100 minus your age as a starting point to say, how much of my money should be in the market and how much of my money should be safe. And I definitely like to talk with people because sometimes, Tony, people like to say, well, I'll just be conservative, but still in the market. And theoretically, that can keep you steady, but it's still in the market. And I really like to almost have a very clear split and say, this money's in the market or in my real estate investment. And then this money I have over here is 100% guaranteed safe. Because if you're in a conservative investment in the market, it's still in the market and you could still lose. So in my mind, I just like to have a clean split. Like my safe money is 100% safe and the money that's in the market can go hog wild and I'll be okay because I don't need that right away. Yeah. And, and that's, and and that's huge. Obviously I just, I think about all this going, how could, how do people not work with a financial professional like yourself to help with this, to sit down and, and have a mind, you know, a, a more brilliant math mind and, and to look at the big picture than mine, you know, like yourself and Chris, where you've helped so many people with this, you know, and you have these uh, amazing reports you can run based on their personal information that says, here's where you're allocated. Here's where, you know, 
it looks like, you know, you need to be allocated uh, for a successful retirement plan. And uh, it, it's it's simple when you put it that way. But when we dig into these details about time horizons and short term risk and long term risk and growth and risk and safety, you know, some people might throw up their hands, but uh, hopefully the result is you don't have to worry about all this stuff. You just need to get a plan in place. And that's easier than you think. You know, Tony, I blame it on marketing, right? Because every uh, insurance company, mutual fund company, I don't care whether it's risky or safe, they all are trying to sell you their investment, right? Because that's how people right. make money. So, um, but I think the the, pro- the problem for the consumer out there is you get bombarded with this message that you should be able to do it yourself and you should never have to pay fees. And, you know, think about all the online platforms that say, hey, no fees and you can start investing in the market. Well, you're paying, nothing's for free. And so I think there's just a lot of pressure on people to feel like, well, I should be able to do this myself. And it's an interesting psychology piece, Tony, because people don't feel like they should have to be their own plumber or they should have to be able to fix their own cars or be their own doctors. So why do people feel pressure like they should be able to be their own financial planners? Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Well, I mean, you don't want to be your own brain surgeon. You know, unless you are a brain surgeon and then you still don't want to be your own brain surgeon. Right. Right. Well, you know, I don't. And what I find with a lot of people is they feel this pressure going, gosh, you know, all my friends are investing and everybody knows all this. So, you know, people beat themselves up and put all this pressure on themselves because they don't know. And and so what ends up happening, Tony, is that they just don't do anything. It becomes like paralysis, analysis, paralysis. Because they're like, oh, I should be able to do this. And they get so in their head with that negative self-talk and beating themselves up that they end up just not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think that makes sense. So um, work with a financial services professional. Once again, before we go, let's really drive home what you're offering to our listeners, Tara, and they can get a hold of you very easily, correct? So, yes, Tony. So for this topic especially, I would offer – Give Chris and I a call and set up an appointment either virtually or in person. And if you are one of those do-it-yourselfers that really likes to dig in, in my book, Money Moves, I will give you a copy if you let us know that you've called in from the radio show. And for those of you, I have a lot of case studies that you can work through in the book that will let you see really firsthand with pen and paper and some graphs, if that's your thing, like to go, oh, I get it about the market. And you have time to digest that. But Tony, this is such an important part of financial planning. And I think for folks that are listening today, give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. Especially if you're feeling that pressure, like you should know it all. It can just be our little secret because we'll help you and you can take all the credit. But (laughs) it's so important to have that plan and just know everything you do, there's an intention and a reason. And the number is 719-210-4242. But it's it's always best, Tony, when you know your why and then you have an intentional reason for doing what you do. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, and great show today. I'm glad we talked about time horizons. And uh, when you said uh, maybe event time horizon, uh, that's a sci-fi <laughs> term, a little bit different. Uh, but it's been a good one. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan. Join us soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care, and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. 
For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at TaraEnolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.